0: Well, folks, welcome to one more politics and Radha Macbeth, I'm your host. Thank you for being a part of the show. We're going to have a great show for you today. Today, I got a rush thing in it. Uh, let, let me tell you a quick story before I get into the reading and just some of Rodnan's stuff, etc. Um, I had a an interview to do today that somehow didn't make it to my calendar. It was with one state, one state, uh, one, one pair of states. And uh he sent me a text and he said, at what time is there in Oh, my God, I didn't have it on the calendar. So I went ahead and prepared it and processed it and everything and got it in time just before the program. Let me tell you guys, you guys are great. You're going to like this interview. Anyway, welcome aboard. Bridge MCP he says, hi, peeps. Paul Fleming from ATL. Check in in E2247 as usual. Hello, relatives. Today's visit will be the grrr, greatest ever visit. According to E2247, love you, E2247, love all you guys, man. Anyhow, let's see who else is here. Who else is here? Michael Rutnan. he says, extreme heat, rise in demand. Arizona utilities warn of blackouts, blackouts in the summer ahead. Lake Powell official face an impossible choice in the West mega drought, water or electricity. The water levels in Lake Powell are anticipated to drop below critical levels sufficient for electricity generation early next year with status quo usage. middle of next year with best mitigation practices meaning that cascading power failures in the american southwest are expected to start during the summer 2023 and to become a permanent feature climate change is no longer some hypothetical future we have to deal with it's at our doorsteps and we are about to have 10 million internally displaced people who are put to the choice of insufficient electricity during heat waves long-term water scarcity. i'm glad you brought that up i want to I've been to Lake Powell several times, and it is amazing that since the last time I went to the dam, how much the water has fallen since. And, you know, what, what I don't know is why these guys haven't been doing other mitigation factors. I mean, that that is likely never going to fill up again because there's not going to be that volume. They have to start talking about big-time desalination plants and canals that bring water from the wet areas to the All of that should already be in the planning stage because we are at the point of no return. So we have to start making the changes necessary to mitigate what we have done with climate. Not a lot of people doing that. Another one, Indiana man charged with murder in death of his wife wins Republican primary. I saw that 60 votes he got. A whole 40 advance, the GOP primary election for a seat in a Clinton township board on Tuesday. If convicted of murder, he'll be disqualified. I find this to be kind of indicative of the sort of men. Many of these on the far right have become obvious sarcasm. No, actually, it's not sarcasm. It's the actuality. It's January 6th. uh, You will not replace us. We can go over and over again. These are the things being fomented in these people's mindset by the Republican Party. They understand that they can't win by majority, so now they need to win by fear, etc., etc., etc. Ohio Secretary of State once called it irresponsible to say the election was stolen. Then came Trump's endorsement. Those on the right are aiming to steal election again by getting their people into local government. Secretary of State position. we on the left have supermajority polling support. For most issues, yet our ideas for a government that prioritizes the needs of the people aren't law. Why? Because we on the left have lower voter turnout than those on the right. What happened to the Supreme Court needs to be seen as a need to vote in self-defense of our ideals, or it's all going to be stripped away by those who seek to... You know, that is so true. I, You know, we have to be more participative. We've just got to do it. Last one from Michael Belarus. Hands six-year jail sentences to dissident blogger Roman uh, Protasevich, girlfriend after forced plane landing. I remember when that happened. Sofia Sapega, a Russian citizen, was arrested after Belarusian authorities diverted a Rainier flight to Minsk in 2021. I'm sure you remember this 2021 incident. Roman uh, Protasevich ran a Telegram channel that broadcasted and coordinated huge opposition pretests in 2020. Thanks for bringing this story. Need some it needs some exposure. So Belarusian leader Alexander Lukashenko phoned in a fake bomb threat, diverted the plane to the ground on the military jet escort and arrested both after the plane landed. This is what in a variable happens when you have authoritarians in power. They will abuse that power. Absolutely. So we see it in action. All right, I think I saluted Bridge MCP, Paul Fleming, E2247, AVQ. Uh, welcome Alistair Waters, H says, H, uh, hi peeps, hi peeps, hi Alistair, love to see you here. Uh, she says, I'm not excited for the heat, it's this weekend. Ah, uh, you mean it's it's also hit Spain? Yvette Avery Harold. how you doing beautiful lady? Bridge MCP says, what is the temp going to be, Alistair Waters? Eric Hay says, sorry, Saki is a stunning example of why this country has deteriorated and it's been at the hands of radicals not condemning the doctrine of judges is unforgivable. She and the government, she speaks for support protesters at the personal home of these judges where limited protections exist. I'm reading this from Eric so that you can see how trastornado his news sources are, okay? Because they don't tell you what Tucker Carlson has actually thrown out there. They don't tell you... What the people who march with these with these barriers that says you will not replace us, they don't tell you, you know, Um, I, you, you, what do you, let me tell you a, a little quick story. I can't tell you the details because I'm on a board and board have secrecy rules, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm going to say one thing that applies to the board. And I see it in Eric and other people who refuse to just, you know, there are some people who have a mindset and they try to accumulate all the data that justifies that mindset. And the data is usually incomplete, wrong, or simply lies, but they hold on to it because they think they have a source that they can make themselves feel good about the position that they're in, even though deep inside of their intellect, they know it's not there. So, so. I'm on several boards, but on this particular board, there is, there is a particular personality that person that uh, just cannot understand 20, something has been going and not working for 20 years and they still repeat the same process or try to absorb the same information after 20 years of failure, insanity. It has to be deeper than insanity. It has to be some sort of an insane pathology. Brother, brother, look at where the problems in our country really lies. It's not at the left. It's the right. And this is materially and mathematically proven. So let's not discuss that anymore. Daniel Adol says, I got an update. From the RNC this morning, the plan to steal elections are going well. I don't doubt that you guys are going to try that. All right. uh, Paul Fleming says, uh, well, because she is an intelligent. Yeah. uh, Jen Psaki is very intelligent. And the lady replacing her, um, uh, 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 Annette, what's her name? Karen Jean-Pierre, very smart woman as well from Haitian descent. All right, E2247 says, Stop growing water hog crops on desert and short grass berries blooms. You know, that, is a, that, that makes a lot of sense, right? Why are we growing pear trees in the desert or pecans in the desert or any kind of nut in the desert? <clears throat> Crazy. Bruce Pollard say Hi, all single pear is the way to go. Absolutely so, brother Bruce. Uh, Paul Fleming to Ladeau, you're right. <laughs> uh, British MCP says, Republicans are doing a great job trying to steal the election, but we won't let them. Latnia Lado says, Paul Fleming, she is evil. Only that explained her lies. Wow, 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 wow. Alistair Waters says, feel like temperature 100 Fahrenheit. Oh my God, Alistair. You mean that is what I'm coming home to, Alistair? Come on, Alistair, get some cool in there before I get back. Don't forget. We are going to Alistair and we're going to get together, Alistair and Eric and a few others. We're going to have a date at Starbucks and we're going to sit down and really have some great civil conversation. All right, let's see what else we got. Uh, Bruce says, uh, Bruce is going to be there too. Bruce, lots of data on term versus abortion. Thank you, brother. And she is being replaced with a black gay woman. Woohoo! Oh no, that's gonna bust up the Republicans now. It's gonna be, oh my God, the country is going to hell. Those others are starting to represent the country. So when we fly, the representation of our country is gonna be an immigrant gay woman of Haitian descent.
1: Oh my God! <laughs>
0: Anyway, Michael is says, Better to the conspiracy mindset, anything that fits their preconceived notions gets internalized despite the information coming from known liars. Anything that goes against their preconceived notions part of a conspiracy to prevent their so-called truth terms coming out. They try. Until left returns to, to rational, logical thinking, I will keep storming, storing ammo. Oh man, you know, uh, (laughs) I was going to make a joke, but I don't think it's apropos, especially since there are women in the in beautiful women in the house. So I won't make that joke. It's a more of a locker room joke. Alistair says you better bring the cool down with your brother. Oh, Alistair, so you can't do it. It's hot. Oh God. All right, let's see. Kentucky bluegrass grows in Kentucky and Great Lakes just fine, uh, fine, but not in Phoenix. The fools in Phoenix should be there not be there go back to illinois wisconsin minnesota indiana michigan ohio so it says 82247 paul fleming says like we're not all right let's see what else we got here what else have we got here daniel ladeau never looking at individual ideas that we on the left are promoting nearly every idea comes down to creating a society that prioritizes the need of the people and the environment daniel ladeau says all right let's continue i won't repeat that hasn't saki replacement tried before, and failed. That is why Saki stayed. No, no. Where did you get that information from? Is that what they're pushing on right-wing radio now? No. Saki is the main one, and she has always been the deputy. Saki said she would spend just over a year, and it's just over a year in the job. It's that simple. Check it in. Don't have time. Mike Sisak, how you doing, my? No. Oh, we're man, we're we're we have three conservatives in the room. Oh, four conservatives in the room. What can I say? Still working on pay for the inflation Biden Dems cause. Wow. I want you to mathematically tell us how that occurred, and then I'll mathematically tell you how capitalism is working to create inflation. So, sure, we can do that. But anyhow, let's get busy with our interview. It's for 16 16- I want to present to you El Señor, the one and only Chuck Penacchio. Vamos a comenzar con esto right now. Welcome to one more edition of Politics and Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Today we have the honor of speaking to the president of one pair states, uh, Mr. Chuck Penacchio. Welcome to Politics and Right. How are you doing today?
2: I'm terrific, Egberto. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Well, look, I mean, uh, I, I, I must thank you because the work that you are doing uh, in trying to get people together on this singular issue, I think, is extremely important, especially in these days where healthcare is a hell of a problem throughout the country. Why don't you tell me, Chuck, a little bit about your organization? Sure.
2: Um, yeah. So the organization is called One Payer States. And it's a, it, it derives from the term single-payer, which people are more familiar with. But it's the same concept, is that we support guaranteed universal health care for everyone, everybody. And so the organization was founded back in late 2009, early 2010, as a way to bring together different state organizations. We're now up to 20 different states that participate with us as a network uh, where we share ideas, best practices, uh, legislative ideas, communication strategy, organizational strategy. All of this is designed to accomplish the creation of a model of universal health care, single payer, Medicare for all. All those terms are interchangeable, single payer, Medicare for all. Guaranteed universal health care, healthcare for all. Um, and right now, the two leading states are actually up in the Northwest, the Great Northwest, Washington State and Oregon. A lot of people hear a lot about California, but what is not on most people's radar screen are the states of Oregon and Washington that are as close to getting an actual universal healthcare system as any in the country's history, in our history. We've never had such a thing accomplished before. So the idea is to create a model similar to how how Canada got to national health care through a single province, that being Saskatchewan back in the 1960s. Mm -hmm. Once it caught fire in Saskatchewan, all the other provinces were incredibly jealous because it wasn't just getting universal. It wasn't just getting guaranteed comprehensive health care to everyone. It was an economic boom. For Saskatchewan, it's a jobs bill. It'll create economic stimulus, economic growth. It'll give people greater choice in terms of who they want to go to, in terms of their general practitioners, specialists, hospitals. Right now, as you know, the insurance industry is holding us back. They narrow us out. They jam us into these networks and then they gouge us, you know, on the front end and the back end with copays and deductibles. We need to get rid of all of that. And so, our organization is designed to again model a, su- a successful plan uh, for single payer that will then be picked up by states that couldn't run fast enough to this solution.
0: Now, Chuck, if I understand it correctly, you said that so far the two states that are furthest in getting close to this ideal. It's Washington State and Oregon. What exactly what kind of model are they using? Are they still using the private insurance model or are they using some other model to get to to get to that place?
2: Right. So both of them have uh, universal health care commissions or commissions that 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 that, um, are designed to create and actually draft the legislation. And they have majority single-payer supporters, Medicare for All supporters, on these commissions. In Washington state, it's a permanent universal health care commission. And so that within the next year, they will finish the drafting. They've already done the economic impact study. Uh, and they will then put forward this legislation to the, the legislature and then to the voters. Oregon is on a similar path. But the, poor, the core principles of single-payer, which is that all funding for healthcare needs to be generated at the state level, plus it also needs to capture the federal dollars that we're currently paying out in the form of Medicare, mm-hmm. Medicaid, veterans, children, uh, indigenous. All of these uh, funds will then be collected into a single pool or a single payer. That's where the term comes from. Right. And and it, and, it, and it will create immense efficiency, efficiency. Uh, it'll save money on the administrative side of upwards to 20 to 25 percent just right. on administrative savings.
0: We've been talking about that for decades on just the administrative savings alone. It's 20 percent uh, at, at least of the entire healthcare budget.
2: Absolutely. And it's and it'll it'll liberate um, the, the business community um, that currently has to scramble to try to pay you know, costs that go up every single year. They have to shop around different insurance companies, all these networks. It's so crazy. It's convoluted. It doesn't make any sense.
0: So then so- Chuck, are you telling me then that at this, at that point, th- those two states are really eliminating health insurance, uh, or rather basic health insurance. I imagine for those people who want esoteric type care, they can get some private insurance that's willing to do that. But right. as far as basic health care, will be delegated to that pool that's coming in from all the federal and state dollars and whatever, right. I guess t- that is wonderful.
2: So each of the state, the state itself will act as the insurer, the state.
0: Mm-hmm. Will they, one, uh, one risk pool, one right. risk pool, which is excellent.
2: Absolutely, right, right. And it's going to deal with all sorts of, it's going to bring down the cost of prescription drugs. It's going to eliminate um, co-pays, uh, deductibles, and premiums, so it'll be a basic. It'll be a a a, 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 a tax.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: We have to be upfront about this, but that tax replaces the existing premium copay, which is profitable.
0: extremely high. Those 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 premiums are extremely high. I imagine that's going. So, Chuck, let me ask you this then. How do you stop the uh, health insurance company, the drug companies and all of these other stakeholders that are gonna try to take hold, to bust holes in this thing to somehow get privatization, which has failed royally in healthcare, uh, a foothold again?
2: Well, similar to your approach to politics, we invite all stakeholders to the table and they get to say their piece. They can oppose it, that's fine, but we wanna take the wind out of their sails which is to say, and expose them for the kind of behavior that they engage in, which is gouging mm-hmm. people, sticking They're a fraud, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But we want to bring them to the table so they can't complain about, you know, we, we were in this is a secret thing going on. No, we're open and we're transparent and fully accountable to the citizens of the states of, of, of Washington and Oregon in these particular two cases. And also we need to bring together the stakeholders in the business community, in the labor community uh in communities of color i mean and in in there's a, there's a, a significant uh population of indigenous americans uh in the state of washington in particular um and we want all those those uh, tribal leaders and representatives at the table we want the nurses and the doctors and patients everybody at the table and we want to create a broad based coalition and i guess the the other thing that is different with one pair states as compared to say other single payer organizations is that we've expanded our strategic reach to include not just people concerned about healthcare, but people concerned about health justice. Not just healthcare justice, but health justice. Mm -hmm. We wanna bring together people who are working on on housing issues, on on access to food, um, on quality education, environment, climate. All these different social justice organizations need to be at the table as well, again, as the business community and even the medical industry folks, the pharmaceuticals, you have a seat at the table. We want to hear from you. You're going to get a fair share hearing. And then we're going to move forward with what is the is the popular and democratic process that needs to result in a system that will guarantee from cradle to grave, comprehensive quality. Health care for all.
0: I can't wait. I can't wait. And I'm glad that, uh, you know, people, you know, Republicans used to like to say that the states are the laboratories of innovation for new new policies, etc. Let's hope that they abide by that when they see how successful both Washington and Oregon would be. And, you know, it, it is funny because we know based on the math that it can't help but succeed. Unless some sort of a sabotage goes into effect. So, um, you know, uh, we know that that's a winning ticket. Now, um, do you, ex- how, how soon after it, these bills come to fruition, do you expect a transition from a private, convoluted, bifurcated type, uh, healthcare system to materialize into one large system that is, well, I should say one large, one efficient system where there's one pair which means there's no confusion, a lot of of healthcare providers no longer have to have entire staffs to go through one insurance versus another. They don't have to advertise anymore. They don't have to have multiple databases anymore when it comes to the payer side. How soon before we can actually coalesce into that reality?
2: Uh, within the next couple of years. I mean, it, this is of wow. down the pike. Yeah, this is very, very exciting. These developments, we're very, very excited about where we are right now. Look, Egberto, you know, for you and your audience, nothing's guaranteed in life. This is not a done deal until it's done, right? We, we, we need to take every strategic, thoughtful approach that we possibly can. We need to think in terms of communication strategy. Certain audiences will listen to how things are discussed in a business frame very differently than folks who are coming at it from a social justice perspective, let's say. So we have to tailor, we have to target, we have to bring all of these thoughtful approaches to the table uh, in a way that will model, again, not only a healthcare system, but how do you get there? How do you get to universal healthcare? And that really does require reaching out to everyone and bringing everyone to the table. We can't be Selecting audiences, we need to bring everybody to the table so that no one can whine and complain about something that's 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 occurring, Um, because this is it's got to be bottom up. Right. It's got to be it's got to be bottom up politics, uh, participatory politics, democratic participatory politics. That's the way we're going to solve this issue. That's the way we're going to solve food, housing, war, climate all these issues have got to be bottom up, and we have to connect all of ourselves. As as Reverend William Barber with the Poor People's Campaign, the Moral Monday says we have to get out of our silos and connect with one another. We call this uni- we call this horizontal organizing across all bands, across all social justice and beyond. Faith communities have a critically important role to play here as well. Absolutely, folks who aren't necessarily political but they share our values, right? They need to see that this is that there's a moral imperative here. Others need to look at it. Want to looking at it economically, and as you said, and I've said, it's a no brainer. It's a no brainer for the business community, for the for the economies of the of these states, generating jobs, and actually allowing the United States to be globally competitive again, because we're the only advanced. Uh, industrial society that doesn't guarantee healthcare for all of our citizens. It puts us at a distinct disadvantage in terms of global economics. We can actually bring that together. And also, it promotes entrepreneurship and innovation Mm -hmm. because businesses right now expand.
0: uh, Expand on... I think think you need to expand on that, uh, Chuck. How does it make um, entrepreneurs... bring out more entrepreneurs, if you will?
2: It releases them from having to Uh, As I mentioned earlier, go year in and year out. They have to stop. They can't budget in advance because they don't know how much their health care costs are going to be for that year for their employees, for their families. But if they know that that's covered, they can now begin to plan for investments, for infrastructure, for hiring. And right now, businesses are are severely handicapped, and we're talking about mostly small to middle sized mm-hmm. businesses. I,
0: I want to add something to that, Chuck, that I think is very important because also many there there are many innovative people that are attached umbilically to a company because they have a. Pre-existent condition because they fear what would happen if they detach themselves from a company. They don't have any healthcare. So they are, they, they, they continue to be uh, tied to that company where if they had the, if they had the freedom to move knowing they had healthcare for themselves and their kids, they could innovate. They could create new products. And that is, those are the avenues that so many people fail to see that you see that your organization see. So I want to thank you for, you know, for what you're doing. For, for bringing this to light, uh, bring to, further to light and also bringing to light to us that there are in fact states that are following the Saskatchewan model to, to start to start the process since we don't, since it seems so problematic to get the whole thing done at once, that Oregon and Washington are going to do it and that you guys are a part of that structure, that is great.
2: Yeah. I mean, and New York is actually poised to to move forward. They just need to figure out how to bring more people to the table. I mean, that's really right. it's a political problem. Um, but I think Washington, Oregon is sort of figuring out the the organizational piece. I'm in Pennsylvania, a very conservative northern mm-hmm. state. And I think that we can break out as well if we get our ducks in a row. So I'm deeply grateful for you and your audience uh, your Your folks are so thoughtful, um, and we can do this. We have to believe in each other, right? I think that for me, going forward in our time of crisis is that real change begins with what I call radical hope. We have to go all in with hope, all in with hospitality, and all in embracing one another and seeing our common humanity. and I think we can solve all problems, not just the healthcare justice issue.
0: I am so with you, well, well, Chuck, I know that you. Uh... For people who want to be a part of a positive conversation on this, I know in the next coming weeks you have something that you want to announce.
2: Right. Uh, we're meeting in Denver, um, uh, uh, May 20 and 21, Friday and Saturday, May 20th and 21st. And folks who are interested in learning more about one pair of states and potentially uh, participating in that conference, it's going to be a hybrid conference, so people can do it from their computer if they have if they can get to Denver. Uh, we have a cap of fifty people. You know, can, can, we, we need to consider our health care. You know, the health concerns of COVID and so forth. Uh, we have a church that's that we've rented in Denver. Uh, it's going to be a two day conference. And a real chance for people to connect and understand what are the winning ways of, of, of building strategy. And you're going to be part of that conversation. We're thrilled that you're going to be joining us for that conversation about how do we connect each other to a, a common purpose here and get back to what it is that unites us as Americans. We're so divided right now. This is a great opportunity. So people can contact me at my email address, cpinocchio at gmail.com, c p e n n a. C C H I O at Gmail.com. C P E N N A. C C H I O at Gmail.com. And onepayerstates.org. If you just spell out the words, onepayer P-A-Y-E-R, one payer states, plural, states.org, you can get more information about the organization over there as well.
0: I will have all that information in the accompanying blog for this conversation. And uh, look, I want to thank you, uh, Chuck Panacchia, for what you've been doing, for what you've done, for what you will be doing, for the conference that you're having. I think it is important that we get more people like you doing this necessary work. So thank you so kindly for having been on Politics Done Right.
2: Absolutely. You're terrific, Egberto. All the best. See you soon.
0: Thank you. Excellent. Hey, thank- Hey, folks, thank you so kindly for listening to El Señor Penacchio. That was um uh, you know, I wanted to get get him on today by all means necessary because this is something that we need to get out in the ethos so I'm going to go back now before actually before I answer all those questions or discuss a lot of the comments It's halfway through the show. So let's go ahead and do our ask uh, Right now the willies as host of politics Done right a progressive radio media show on Pacifica Networks KPFT 90.1 FM Houston that engages all ideologies I found that our political angst isn't mostly ideological. There is a well-designed effort by many in power to control us. If we are at each other's throats, we are less likely to demand our economic and local wishes. In that light, I wrote three books. I wrote the first one titled, As I See It, Class Warfare, The Only Resort to Right-Wing Doom, to describe the entire economy in a manner we can all understand. It highlights why it was designed to pilfer most, as it empowers a few, the chosen. The second book, titled, It's Worth It, How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Relatives, Friends and Neighbors, take it to the next level. After understanding how the system pilfers, it is incumbent that we can speak to our peers to empower a change. The third book, How to Make America Utopia, Take Away the Economy from those who rigged it gives us a place to land after learning about our economy that is dysfunctional for most and learning how to engage the other side we point out what would make an economy that works for all each book stands on its own but together they provide the full picture please consider getting one or more you will undoubtedly learn be entertained and help us continue the mission with our blogs articles videos and books Yes, folks. So please uh, consider that you can get that at politicsdoneright.com slash books, politicsdoneright.com slash books. You can also uh, support us by clicking on that Join button. If you're on YouTube, click the Join button. If you're not on YouTube and you want to join our YouTube Posse, go a PDR Posse on YouTube, go to politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. Alternatively, you can support us on our Patreon, which is at politicsdoneright.com slash Patreon. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, You can also support us at PayPal, politicsandright.com slash PayPal. PayPal is spelled P-A. Well, you know how to spell PayPal, politicsandright.com slash PayPal. Please visit our store, politicsandright.com slash store, politicsandright.com slash store, where you can get all our cups and hats and T-shirts, all the works. Please, 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 please. And likewise, you can consider going to our politicsandright.com slash support, which gives you all the different forms in which you can support Politics done right. Okay, let's go ahead and get back to the program. Let me scroll back up here to where I saw people writing stuff. Uh, para ver, paraver, ver, paraver, para ver, para ver. Bridge MCP says, uh, actually, it's not bridge. It's Maxi Sex says, why would you? Why would one keep pushing an idea that has failed over and over again? That's similar to insanity. No, what is insanity is for you to repeat a false statement over and over and over again. The United States is the only country that doesn't use some form of a single-payer system, and the outcomes are there. We are a failure. Every country, France, Australia, England, Canada, or UK, Canada, and others who have a single-payer system or some more regulated system that approximates a single-payer system is far more efficient than we are. And by the way, what are the outcomes? How do you determine if a country has health, good health care? You determine it by the the peoples in that country's longevity. We are to the bottom of the pale of the EOCD nations. Okay? All these other countries, and they have much better health care outcomes than we do. So, Insanity is looking at truth, looking and, and keep repeating the same silly information that doesn't, is not borne out by fact. Healthier Canadians, healthier French, healthier English, healthier Swedish, healthier uh, from the Netherlands Dutch, healthier all these other countries are healthier. And it doesn't matter their, 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 the complexity of their ethnic, ethnicities. They are just healthier. And we still sing the same song that the plutocracy has placed and indoctrinated into many into believing that somehow a failed system like ours is somehow better than those that are proven to be. Existential. Well, you you know where I'm going. All right, let's continue. Danledo says, uh, the, "Let's see what else we got." There, fix that last sentence for you, brother. Let's that since oh, poor thing, poor thing. Ericay says, "Keeping your doctor isn't what Obamacare promised. How did that work out?" Um. Well, when the private sector got involved, you're right. You couldn't keep your doctor. Let's let's give an example of that, uh, Kevin, Eric A's let's give an example of that this is very important you just said you can't keep your doctor now medicare run by the government medicare advantage is medicare run by the private sector in medicare run by the government it costs less and you can choose your own doctor whatever doctor you want to choose medicare advantage They give you the group that you're going to belong to. They tell you which doctors you can see. They tell you what medicines you can have. Okay, Medicare, government-run. Medicare Advantage, it's a Medicare run by private sector. The Medicare run by private sector, worse outcomes than the Medicare run by the government. The Medicare run by private sector costs more than Medicare run by government. But you didn't have to tell me that. It's math. If you have to have Advertising, several databases, computer systems. Different, every every company has its own president, its own CEO. And each of those presidents, CEOs, and executives have to get their bonuses. And they have to pay shareholders who own the company, who are executing Medicare for the government. Isn't that going to cost more? It's just math. It is simply math. The government, 3% overhead. Medicare Advantage, over 20-something percent overhead it 's math this is not hard to figure out, and it 's not hard to figure out why so eric let 's go back to what you have to say that's uh you how did that work out well because because Obama chose to keep the private sector involved that 's why you couldn't get to see the doctor you wanted if he had removed. The private sector, like we wanted, or had the public option, which would be a pseudo section that says you can go see whatever doctor you want because this is just the public option to the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act. It worked. But again, the private sector says we need to skim money off of you to pay our shareholders and our executives. It's not rocket science. It's not. You choose. All of you who decide not to look at the math, you choose to be ignorant. You choose to not believe in math. You choose to not see that having to pay executive bonuses, that having to pay shareholders is a sham. It's money's the only way you can maximize their money is to minimize your health care. It's not rocket science. It's not. You choose. To be fooled by them. When Medicare this was designed, they claimed it would save people huge amounts of money. When, uh, I, again, I, I feel for you, sir. I feel, I feel for those who have to justify misinformation. Because you lose all credibility. Well, what can I say? Breach says Medicare is funded by the Social Security Administration, which means it's funded by taxpayers. We all pay 1.45% of our earnings. Actually, it's twice that it's about three percent. Oh, okay, you said it. Employers pay another 1.5 for the total 2.9. Cause when I, I, I have to pay 2.9%. The Medicare deduction of your paycheck might be FICA HI. The H.I. refers to health insurance, and it's your premium cost of all Medicare coverage, while the portion of FICA taxes that cover payments into the Social Security system are levied by the uh, – it stops at 118599 Yes, and that is where the fraud comes in. It should go all the way up to the billionaire, and then Medicare, uh, Medicare Medicaid, and Social Security – could be solvent out of that. But I don't even want that. I want to, anyway, that's another thing. Tom C. says, Medicare overspends because private healthcare is unregulated. Medicare for all would control costs of good basic care, but allow supplemental policies for those who want or need a different, not who need additional coverage, uh, Tom, in my humble opinion, who want additional coverage. Because for me, I don't want to be close to medical stuff. Give me, patch me up and call it a day. Uh, Daniel Ladeau, that viewpoint of pure volunteerism would lower taxes uh, rates to zero percent, a low environmental degrade. Uh, it just actually, you know what? Uh, it's not even worth talking about that, uh, uh, Michael Rudnan. It cannot function because we would have to stop him from using the streets. We'd have to stop the, the street light. I mean, it, it makes no sense at all uh that sort of it's not even darwinism it's not it's not even libertarianism it's just stupidity it cannot work it won't work the problem in red states from paul fleming the problem in the red states is that our governors won't release funds that the government has provided to save money to the recipients the funds have been available oh, texas is one and this is this is where i always try to tell uh, when i go back to texas It's going to be on because that is when the real race starts in July, August. Then I'm going to go to Pittsburgh and do some campaigning as well. But right now, I want every Democratic congressperson in a red state or Democratic candidate in a red state to talk to their to talk to the people and remind their people that their legislature or legislatures are filled with what again? Murderers. Yes, get the attention, get their attention. Their legislature, if there are every Republican that voted against the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act, are murderers. Remember, the money was there to care for their people, and they chose not to take it. They voluntarily murdered their citizens. And you have to campaign in truth. And when you campaign in truth, and with with that particular language... People will get to see, oh my God, Texas has thrown away over $100 billion for an ideology that kills. Think about that. Texas has thrown away billions of dollars since the Affordable Care Act, meaning it has killed tens of thousands of people. The Republican legislature has killed tens of thousands of people because they voluntarily chose not to accept the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act, which was free to the state who had already paid the taxes on that. Texas has already paid its its Medicare expansion taxes already it, it's paid, so we just leave it on the table we don 't collect it so our Texas residents are out there paying for something their citizens won't use because there is a Fatricidal Republican Party, a homicidal Republican Party in Texas that's allowing its citizens to die. They are what? Murderers. And those are the things that we have to start preaching to the population. And letting them know that when that hospital closed in Yoakum, Texas, this was Yokum, I don't remember the name of the city. When that hospital closed in rural Texas. It wasn't because of Biden. It wasn't because of Obama. It was because your Republican legislatures chose not to accept the Affordable Care to Medicaid expansion. And you know what that meant? That meant that the people in that rural area could no longer support a hospital that would have been paid for by the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act. They killed their people. They caused hospitals to close, and it behooves me that we, those who consider themselves Democrats, don't. You don't. You can campaign in Houston. You can campaign in Dallas. You can campaign in Fort Worth. You can campaign in Pittsburgh. You can campaign in Philadelphia. But please go to Brenham. Please go to Yokum. Please go to. Giddens, please go to all these rural areas. Go and stand up in front of that hospital that these Republican governors caused to close because they refused to accept from ideological grounds the Affordable Act. Let's do it. That's how you win. There are material benefits to have in in, in fact, while there was a while while we had when we have Democratic control, all those Republicans got wealthier. All those people in, 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 in to Giddens, they got their check. They felt good. That 1,200, that 1,400 went a lot further in Brenham than it went in Houston. It went a lot further in Yoakum than it did in Houston. It went a lot further in Giddens. It went a lot further in Paris. It went a lot further in all those places. We need to know how to campaign and let the people know, yes, our Texas legislature are murderers. And that applies to every red state that did not accept the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act, continuing. All right, let's see. Uh, para ver, para ver, para... Hey, but let's see what we have here. Egberto, our healthcare system is off the charts bad for both healthcare outcomes and costs. Absolutely so. Uh, Christian uh, from E2247, Christian realism is a name that has been given as term closely related to Reinhold Neuber, to which uh, the faith community should pay attention instead of magical religiosity. I like the way you say that. I bet that the 20% overhead was a regulation brought about by the ACA before Obamacare. The healthcare care industry had no such limitation. I know they could charge whatever they wanted to, but even 20% is ridiculous when Medicare is only three percent, right? All right, Daniel Edosa. I wonder how the coming summer abortion rights with help Democrats in November. Now I don't know about abortion rights. We're not going to have abortion rights. We're going to be cool. We're going to be very cool. Uh, we're going to be cool. Home, All rural ones I know of, as my dad was in one, seemed okay and affiliated with And So what you're talking about, Egberto? I look. This is not a question, Eric. Rural hospitals are closed, and you doubt it? Just put rural hospital closures in in Google, and you'll find one rural af, uh, hospital over another. That you can give me an anecdotal evidence of one rural uh, hospital that is still in effect says absolutely nothing, my dear brother. Michael Renner says, Daniel, when you come on here and espouse crazy ideas where you clearly don't think about the damage your ideas put into practice would cause, shows me that yes, you don't think. I mean, that is an interesting thing. Okay. Uh, if you want to know the state, uh, I think I have enough time for this. Yes. If you want to know the state of republicanism, ask a former devout Republican. And uh, Steve Schmidt, I love Steve Schmidt. Steve Schmidt uh, is a is a conservative. Steve Schmidt, I don't agree with him from a point of view of, uh, let's say, I'm I'm a lot more progressive in believing that. Uh, we need to be a lot less individualistic and and actually more collective. But he doesn't. He's more. Uh, he's closer to the libertarian uh, strand, right? But I respect people with different ideologies as long as they're willing to live and abide by that which they preach. But you know, Fox News—they've been preaching about anti-vaccine. They don't believe in vaccine. but. All of them that go to the White House are vaccinated. All of them to get to work, they have to be vaccinated. They have to be vaccinated while they get their people who follow them killed. Right? Because why? They encourage them to not vaccinate just so that they would be at odds with an administration. So that's where we're at. Well, Steve Schmidt kind of detail the pathology of what the Republican Party has become. Check this out. We'll take it on the other side.
1: What stands out to me is what is obvious is not always known. And secondly, perspective matters. You can use the Google Earth map to look at your backyard from 20 feet up and see your barbecue in a very fuzzy picture, or you can look at your backyard from 200 miles out in outer space. The view is the same, the perspective is different. And so what all of this is, is a coherent, organized ideology. And that ideology has a name, it's called fascism. The argument that Tucker Carlson is making and that J.D. Vance and others is making is this, that American freedom, that American culture, and that in order for it to be saved, Uh, we have to deal with the problem of American democracy. And the great flaw in American democracy, according to them, is that it treats everyone equally. And because it treats everyone equally, his vote, their vote, a group vote, a group of people that look alike to them, white people who have a similar worldview, their vote, their power in their view is lessened. And so therefore democracy becomes the opposite of freedom because freedom cannot be something where they and people who are less than them are treated equally. This philosophy got a hundred million people killed at least in the middle of the twentieth century. And so everybody would have understood what this was, who was alive in those moments. And when you see this in totality, the embrace of replacement theory, which is steeped in racial scientific theory, which goes back to the middle of the 19th century when a French nobleman uh, named de Gobinau introduced a ranking of whose race was the smartest, and introduced into the lexicon a word that previously hadn't existed and that word was Aryan and over the next 70 years the use of that word would be picked up by an obscure political party in Germany that was a far-right party that called itself national socialist. These people call themselves national conservatives. It is teeming with extremism. It is dangerous This is a fear-based ideology that is meant to make people hate each other, and therefore it is un-American. It is contrary to the American idea and ideal as we understand it, which is at long last, we stand at the edge of a moment when all people of all races and all religion and all ethnicity stand equally in this land before the law. That is what they are attacking, and that is what they hate.
0: We, that is who they have become, according to Steve Schmidt and according to what all of us are able to see. Folks, don't forget, visit us at politicsandright.com slash ask Egberto for that. You know, on, on Saturday at 11 Central, 12 uh, Eastern, we have Ask Egberto Anything. Please go to com slash ask uh, politicsandright.com/ask, Egberto, com slash ask, E-G-B-E-R-T-O and sign up. Let's have a great talk tomorrow on Saturday at noon. Let's do it. Saturday at noon, ask Egberto anything. politicsandright.com slash ask Egberto. Do you like the show? You don't like the show? Do you want me to change stuff? You don't want me to change stuff? You want to change hours? You can talk to us about anything there, so please come on over to politicsandright.com slash ask Egberto at 11 central, 12 noon It's on Eastern time, or I think it's nine o'clock in the morning in California on the West Coast or Oregon or Washington State. You know, please do. Please do. Let's have fun. Let's have fun. But anyhow, I hope you enjoyed the program. We have a couple more minutes to go. So if there's anything else that, Leslie, did I miss anybody that showed up today that I didn't salute? Tom C., I think I saluted you, brother. Uh, is there anybody I did not salute or anything I missed to read? Type it again into the bottom so that I, so that I, grow, I scroll. I will see it. It's muchas cosas que estoy. Con, que estoy en, que Carl, Carl Cox says You can't debate with rabid animals, conservatives. The 1621 rat attempt to overthrow government hasn't hurt neocon American Nazi party politicians' poll numbers. Well, brother Carl, I don't know. I am gonna I am gonna look, I love everybody, okay? And it's not that you don't love anybody everybody and others, okay? Some people have more tolerance to exchange than others, and I respect everybody's tolerance. I am not going to tell others that they must engage, but I will engage. Okay? Again. I will not tell others that they must engage or they must take the, the you know, sometimes people are rude to me and I listen as they're talking and then I do my piece, okay? But again, you don't have to. I will. I think that is the, I put it, let me put it bluntly. I think that's the only choice we have, you know? That's the only choice. The only choice we have is to engage, and that's why, after I made my transition, when in 2010, I guess, during the formation of the Coffee Party, you know, I joined organizations like the Coffee Party, moved to amend, uh, build, uh, build uh, big, build government, all that kind of stuff, and all these things weren't democratic organizations. These were organizations of people trying to get us on an an even keel, trying to get us to work together to solve problems. Uh, Party was inconsequential. In fact, we had anarchists, we had liberals, progressives, conservatives, the work. Ultimately, if you don't have a supermajority of one particular group or whatever, you have to find a way to work with each other. And, you know, that's my goal. Uh, some folks think it's naive. I know for a fact it's not naive because I know for a fact I've seen results. And yes, it's slow. It's tedious. It's painful. It's hard. Sometimes, you know, I'm human like anybody else. And sometimes some people say certain things and I want to grab them by the neck. But I don't. Right? I understand what has to be done. And some have to do it. You never have everybody doing it. Some have to do it. And some like you guys who support me, <laughs> y'all are actually doing it, even if it is indirectly through me, right? Or indirectly through people who work in organizations that believe in, you know, uh, bridging the divide. Um, by you supporting politics than right, you're also offloading some stuff that you yourself don't want to do and don't have to do. All right. So, folks, please again support us. Uh PayPal, politicsandright.com, slash PayPal. Uh, do the best you can if you if you can, that is. Uh, it'll it'll really allow us to continue doing what we're doing. Also, please don't forget to support us on uh on on I tell you what, let me give you the all-encompassing way to support politicsandright.com slash support politicsandright.com slash support hey look at this Michael Rudnin says see ya tomorrow maybe we'll have brother Rudnin in our ask Egberto anything I hope you do and everybody here please go ahead join ask Egberto anything I'm going to put that link in there one more time una vez mas lo voy a poner ahí adentro there is ask Egberto everything link please sign up and come on over 11 central 12 noon 9 pacific Mountain time, 10. Let's do it, baby. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right, and you guys know how I end this, baby. I am what?